I want to speak to you again on, and my message won't be long this morning. Uh, we have a few things that we want to get to. But I, I do want to talk to you about, I've spoken to you about altars in a, in a couple of last Sundays. And I've spoken to you about last week's Sunday, I spoke to you about the, the effect that the tongue of condemnation, the tongue of judgment, the tongue of accusation has on the life of people. I've said to you last week Sunday that uh, there's only one accuser, his name is the devil. There isn't another accuser. God does not accuse, he convicts. Are you there? Are you with me? And today I want to speak to you and just because the Holy Spirit brought me into this uh, during the week and I want to speak to you about the power of the blood of the altar of Jesus Christ because we have to have faith in the blood and as we are moving into this topic this morning uh, you will see that there will be pockets in these times I pray and I'll pray that I've got time in the first service my time ran out but that we can demonstrate and that every demonic thing every demonic institution any demonic allegiance may be broken in your life in Jesus name are you there in, Lu in Le Leviticus Luke <laughs> in Leviticus chapter number 17 and verse number 11 the Bible says the following for the life of the flesh is in the blood and I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. I want to read again. Leviticus chapter number 17 and verse number 11 says this. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for your soul. I want to say right from the outset and I want you to understand. The blood inside of you produces life for you. The blood inside of you produces life for you. In other words, as you are seated here this morning, you have to have blood to be alive. Are you there? If there's no blood running in those veins of yours, uh, you cannot be here. You have to have blood. The blood that is running in your veins speaks on your behalf. Come on, are you, are you there? Are you with me? And I wrote it down like this. It's quite simple, but I want us to understand this. If there's no blood, there is no life. Blood represents life. Furthermore, I want you to understand that blood has always been used as a ransoming power. In other words, when there is blood, there has been a ransom. In other words, it is a purchasing power. Come on guys, are you all good here in power this morning? The blood of Jesus Christ is a purchasing power. When Jesus spilled His blood, when Jesus spilled His blood, just shift that. When Jesus spilled His blood, it was a, a purchasing power. It was a redeeming force. It was a paying back force. Come on, everybody okay? Are you there? Are you with me? Save me, there's power in the blood. So you have to understand this, that the ransom is the payment that is made to release somebody from captivity. In other words, the captivity that was on the sons of men was broken off them with the purchasing power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when Jesus Christ came onto the earth, He came to buy back that what was once His 
but was now under the influence of another. So Jesus Christ came as the Lamb of God to buy back that what was His by His own blood. And as the eternal high priest, He entered into the heavens, not with somebody else representing Him. He was representing Himself with His own blood. And by being a representation of Himself, He took His own blood, He placed it upon the altar of God in the heavens, to appease God forevermore and now we have the message of reconciliation between God and man established by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ in other words God is no longer looking for something to go onto the altar because someone was on the altar and his payment was permanent both now and forevermore this is very important that you understand this because the, uh, the goat is no longer necessary. The heifer is no longer necessary. The sun was on the altar. And because the sun was on the altar and his blood got spilled, as soon as his blood got spilled, they started a transaction between heaven and earth where the souls of men no longer need to be condemned, but the souls of men can be saved because of the blood. Are you there? It is not the application of the blood. It is the faith in the blood. Are you okay? Everybody with me? This is important for us to understand these truths because there is the blood of Jesus Christ speaks on your behalf. Are you okay? Let me say it like this. The blood of Abel, when Abel died and Abel went to the ground and he was killed by his brother Cain, uh, he was innocent and his blood started to cry out to God says God and and the Bible says that the Lord heard the cry of the blood of Abel and he asked Cain, Cain what have you done? Why have you done this? Why is the blood of your brother which is innocent calling to me? You have to understand this. Jesus' blood is better than the blood of Abel because the blood of Abel was calling for revenge. Whereas the blood of Jesus Christ calls for reconciliation. Come on, that's a big difference. There is, oh, come on. There is something stronger than any other agent on the earth. There's something stronger than the jig you can apply. There's something stronger than your past. There's something stronger than your now. There's something even stronger than your future. It is the power that is in the blood of Jesus Christ. It is stronger than the altar of Satan. It is stronger than the power of the devil. It is the blood. Come on, it is our faith in the blood. Our faith in the blood and what the blood has accomplished. And so you have to know this, this morning that as the Lord took me into the Scripture, the Lord said to me, you have to know this, that you are not in the courts of God. Let me say it like this. You and I, and, I'll, and I'll repeat it because it's very important that everybody gets what I'm saying. It is important that you understand that you do not represent you. You can never represent yourself. God does not require from man to represent himself because we have a representative. We have one that is standing on our behalf in, the, in front of God representing us in front of the Father. His name is Jesus. And so it is important to understand that God doesn't need you to be a mediator. God doesn't need you to be an advocate. God has an advocate. His name is Jesus. 
you have an advocate in you. His name is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that takes you to Jesus. It is Jesus that takes you to the Father. It is the Father that introduces you to the family. It is in the family that you cannot get out of once again. If you're once in the family, you're in the family, John 10, 10. Because, or John 10, because there's nobody stronger than the Father that can remove you out of the household of God. That's why you and I are never made to be in, interdependent, or independent. We are made to be independent. You need your brother next to you. Are you there? Let me say it again. You have to understand that all of your story is in your blood. Everything that I need to know about you is in your blood. Come on. Your blood talks on your behalf. Uh, I said it to the first service and I'll say it again. Recently I went to a, a, a medical doctor and he went there. I went there to test take my blood uh, and through my blood uh, the, he looks at cer certain markers uh, certain things and he took a lot of blood of course and he wanted to have like a pathology map or a map to understand what has happened in my body over the last 10 years right come on are you with me and as he was looking at at my bloods that that over the last 10 years he was saying okay but I, I see a marker here in 2006 says, here I see the minerals foul, the vitamins foul. Uh, I see certain things spiking. What happened here? I said, well, there I was ill. This was what has happened. I was a month in, in, uh, in hospital, etc., etc." He said, okay. Uh, then he says, let's go on. He says, here 2019, 2020, what happened here? He says, here I see your blood has got weird markers again. What happened here? I said, this was the time and the season that I lost my, my mom and dad. He said, well, I can see your cortisol spiked. I saw your, I see your testosterone dropped. I see all of these things. Why am I telling you the story? Because there is a story in the blood. Are you with me? But listen now to me. I want us to go there because I want you to understand this. The scripture declares the following. That the proof that God believes in you is received in the blood. Listen to this scripture. But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Now royalty cannot happen unless somebody is royalty. In other words, you can look like Prince Charles, you can dress like Prince Charles, you can sing like Prince Charles, but unless the blood tells us that you are royal, I'm sorry you're not. The blood speaks on your behalf. It shows us what family you belong to. It shows us the inheritance that is, that is due unto you. It shows us the power that you can unlock and the power that you can shut. Oh, can you understand? King Charles, for an example, because he's royalty, because he has blood in his veins, he is born royal. Are you guys with me? You and I are born royal the day we give our life to the Lord Jesus Christ and we are born from above, from the Spirit, John chapter number 3. From that moment, there is a blood that starts to run in your veins that changes the course of your inheritance, that changes the course of your rights and that starts to speak on your behalf. Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? 
you have an inheritance as the Bible says you are co-head of Christ in heavenly places why because there's a blood running in your veins that is not the blood of Abel nor the first Adam there's a blood that is speaking on your behalf that is the blood of the Lamb of God Jesus Christ this blood speaks on your behalf this blood makes you a co-head this blood makes you an inheritor oh come on is there somebody hey so I inherit because of the blood I access I have got power in the spirit realm because of the blood I'm a son because of the blood come on uh, let me use it in a in that you can understand my name is Barrett. I have been born about it. I can say to myself, no, I'm a free uh, because I want to change my mind. The fact is I've been born in a certain manner. I've been born with a name. I've been born with a name. I say again, if you are born again, you are born with the name of the Lord on you. The only thing that the devil can do is to confuse you about who you are. But you are born with a name. And you are born in a lineage. Now listen, I want to help many people here. You don't need to sort out all the things that goes to Adam. Because there was one that sorted everything out from Adam to Adam. His name is Jesus. Jesus dealt with everything from this Adam to the last Adam and as he came as the last Adam you and I are connected to the first Adam only by means that we were, he was a man that was made and he came to the earth and he had he had instructions from the father but he is not the model Jesus is the model Because Jesus had limitations like you and I. He had a mom and dad like you and I. He was tempted by everything, yet he did not fail or yet he did not sin. How is that possible? He lived a lifestyle in obedience to the Father. Come on guys, are you with me? I want you to understand this morning that you are only a living sacrifice if you believe that there was a sacrifice. But God does not need your blood. He has His sons. I'll say it again. God doesn't need your blood. He has the Son's blood that speaks on your behalf. That's why we can say, Hey devil, I'm not standing here based on my past. I'm not standing here based on my mistakes. I'm not standing here based on my failures. I'm standing here based on the blood of Jesus Christ. You have to be able to stand on the blood of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you will always want to add something to Christ. You cannot add something to Christ. Christ is sufficient. Jesus is sufficient. Can I say that again? Now we have to ask the question, why is it then that there are still people that are somehow bound? Why is it so that there are still demons present? How is this possible that if Jesus set us free, that people can still be in bondage? Good question. Answer, disbelief. We have tolerated what He destroyed. Come on guys, are you okay? You and I cannot tolerate what the Son came to pay for. 
And so I want us to understand this because it is important for you to understand. The proof I say again, that, that God believes that you receive the blood. He calls you a, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you show forth the praise of Him who have called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Oh, are you okay? Are you with me? Again, I say, Jesus' blood is better than the blood of Abel. And so you have to understand what the devil will do is the devil would, would want to remind you of your shortcomings and your failure and the places that you have lacked. The devil wants to put you onto trial. Because if you are on, the, on trial, you will look for things. But you are not to be to put onto trial. There is one, and I, I want you to listen to me very carefully. Yesterday the Lord said this to me. He said, Give what, there's a massive difference between the fire of the Holy Ghost, the test of the Holy Spirit, and the test of Satan. I said, speak to me, Lord. He said this. He said, the test of the Holy Spirit will produce great humility. Because man burns away all those things that, are, that he holds on to as methods to make himself right with God. The more God puts you through the fire, guys, listen to me this morning. The more the Lord puts you through the fire, the end result must be great humility. It must be huge humility. Because you yourself must understand, I cannot save myself. I need a Savior. His name is Jesus. He that exalteth himself shall be humbled. He that humbles himself shall be exalted. Very important. But we humble ourselves based upon the word of the Lord. And so as I looked into this, the Lord said to me this yesterday. I'm going to read for you. So when Satan comes to look for you, the enemy is very good in speaking about things. And so you have to understand, when Satan comes to look for you, when he comes to look for things, when he comes to look for, you have to understand that it is no longer you that must represent you. It is the blood that represents you. You must be able to say, but the blood speaks on my behalf. You must be able to say, it is Jesus that went on to trial. It is Jesus' beard that was plucked out. It was Jesus that took the curse. So if He did it for me, then I don't need to live bound anymore. Now it becomes a choice. Because not even the angels of God will override your will. Not even God Himself will override your will. What we choose to be true to us is true to us but it's not necessarily true to the Word. Because the Word sets you free. Big difference. And sometimes, I tell you, sometimes we don't believe the simplicity of the Gospel that says, He that the Son has set free is free. Then I, I told you the principle as I, as I started off in this sermon. I want you to understand what I'm saying. That if the if I put an apple seed in the ground, it cannot bring me a banana. Come on guys, are you okay? If I put an apple seed in there, that this apple must bring something else, cannot bring something up. If it brings something else, they, it wasn't an apple seed. So each seed gives birth after its kind. Come on guys, are you, are you with me? Please understand the law of seed. Many people sat while I was speaking about the law of seed, you, you missed it. Because this is the law of seed. The seed I put into the ground gives birth to a tree. 
the tree carries fruit, the fruit has seed in itself. That seed goes again to the ground. It gives birth to another tree. That tree gives fruit again that has seed in it again. But where does it start? With a single seed. Some people want the fruit, but they don't want the process of the tree. Oh, may, may the Lord open up your eyes this morning. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. But you cannot put the seed in the ground and, and, and think uh, this thing. No, one man waters and uh, one man plants, another man waters, God gives the increase. But here's the point. If Jesus is the seed that went into the earth, because God sowed him as a seed, the Bible says. So when Jesus went into the seed, if the seed is holy, so must be the children. If the seed goes in and the seed breaks the power of death, hell and the grave. If the seed breaks off the power of sickness. If the seed breaks off the power of demonization. If the seed has that power, so must we have the power. Because we cannot produce anything that He is not. We produce after His kind. So as you sit here this morning, you are after the God kind. Because you have His blood running in your veins. Or do I have somebody that understands what I've just said? This is so important, guys. And I, as I said, as I read on this, oh, say, say of me, Lord, open my ears. You need to listen to me now very, very carefully. Very carefully. I'm going to unpack this slowly that you get it. Because I'm going to share now with you pure revelation. Listen to me carefully. In day number one, God created the heavens and the earth and there was darkness on the earth. Day number one in creation account. In day number one, Jesus uh, allowed darkness to come upon the earth at the third hour, right? Day number two in the creation account, listen to me carefully, the waters and the ground were split. There was a separation in day number two. In day number two, God separated. In day number two, God separated the heavens and the waters. Day number two, in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus was separated into the grave. Day number two. Everybody's still with me. Day number three, in God's creation account, this is very important. In day number three, the Bible says God created the seasons and the times in the seed. Because a seed is a spiritual law which God established, which He then can stand back and the seed must do what's programmed in the seed. In day number three, Jesus went into the tube. Come on, are you guys okay? Or day number three is already present in the tube. But listen to me, I want you to understand something here. In day number four, in day number four, oh, I don't know, are you guys okay? I hope somebody's hearing this. In day number four, the seasons is birthed. Listen to me carefully. In day number four, the season is birthed in God's creation account. But in day number three, the seed is in the cave. 
Holy Spirit, help me let people may hear. The seed is in the cave. God the Father creates the seed in the creation account. Now listen to me carefully. Day number four, the seasons come in God's creation account. Now listen, I'll read it that you can catch. Day number four is seasons. But there is no new season without the resurrection of Jesus. I'll say it again. Him going to the cross is the payment for your sin. But unless He come off that cross and go into the grave and come out of the grave, you're in my faith. We don't have faith. Because 1 Corinthians 15 says that unless He rose, our faith is futile. So the point is, in day number one, He causes the darkness exactly as in Genesis 1. He causes it in the New Testament. In day number two, He separates. He gets separated. Why does He get separated? Because in that moment where the Bible says, Elo, Elo, Lama Sabbatan, in that moment of separation, in that place of separation, just prior to that when Jesus called that, in that place of separation, God is thinking about you. He's thinking about me. And that's the place of separation. So He separates Himself. But then day number three has to come. Day number three is when the law of the seed is there and the seed is going to give birth and Jesus is already in the cave. But He's not going to stay in the cave. He's going to come out. Why is He going to come out? Because He's going to announce a new season upon the earth. Why is He going to announce a new season upon the earth? Because He was dead or He was crucified, He was dead and is alive forevermore. That's why you have to have Jesus in your life to announce a new season. And I'm here to tell you that you have to believe in the power of the blood, in the power of the cross, in the power of the grave, so that a new season may come alive in your life in Jesus' name. It is not by might, it is not by power, it is by the Spirit of the Lord that took Jesus out of that grave and that's why there can be a new season. Hallelujah! Come on, hallelujah! Hey. Let me say it like this. Are you okay? Are you catching? We're a deep church, it's okay. On the sixth day, God the Father says, it is finished and it's good. Jesus, on the sixth hour, says, it is finished. What? What's finished? The plan that I came to do, to destroy the power of hell, hates and the grave. The reason why I came, the reason to take the sting of death away, the reason to break the power of sin. I have come for this reason and now it is finished and it is good. Listen, we can, Jesus cannot say it is finished if He still needs to stay on the cross. He is saying it is finished because it's done. Oh, hallelujah, may you understand that. It is done. It is done. 
He died for me. He rose for me. He believes in me. Come on, are you there? That's why we can sing, He died for me. He rose for me. He believed in me. So I put my trust in Him. Come on, I can't sing, but I want to worship Him. He died for me. He rose for me. Come on, bless Him. He died for me. So I put my trust in Him. Come on, don't let me have. He died for me. He rose for me. Oh, where's your sting? He rose for me. I put my trust in Him. Let's sing it again. Yeah. He died for me. He rose for me. He died for me. I put my trust. I put my trust in Him. Oh, I love it. Ah, he, he rose for me. He rose for me. He died for me. I put my trust. I put my trust in Him. Oh, come on. And He died for me. He rose for me. He died for me. I put my trust in Him. Oh, Father, blessed be the name of God. Lord, You've died for me. You had me in mind, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, don't you just give Him some praise and some honor. No longer alone anymore With Jesus on the throne No longer alone Listen, I'm here to tell you that nothing can separate you from the love of God. No height, no depth, no angel, no demon, no principality, not your past. Nothing. There's a God that loves you Hallelujah. as you are. Hallelujah. As you are. Yeah. We can give a shout and we can praise Him. Why? It is no longer up to us. There has been a Savior. His name is Jesus! Oh, powers bow down. Demons flee at the mention of His name. Come on, give Him all the praise and all the honor. Yeah! He died! Come on, give Him some praise. Ten seconds. He died for me. You don't need to be alone. You don't need to be alone. You were never alone. You were never alone. You were never alone, says the Lord. You were never alone. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You were never alone, my beloved. You were never alone, says the Lord. You were not alone in your pain. You were not alone down in the dump. You were not alone. This is a lie from the devil. You were not alone. I will not leave you alone. I am here to comfort you. 
I'm here to heal you. I'm here to protect you. I'm the soon coming King. I'm the Alpha. I'm the Omega. Jesus is speaking to your church. He wants you to know that He's ready to save and He's ready to heal and He's ready to restore. You just should receive that this morning. So where you are this morning, receive it unto God. Say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on. Say yes to Him. Say yes to His offer of freedom. Say yes to His offer. Say yes. Yeah, He died. Come on, church. He died for me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say with me, He died for me. He rose for me. I don't need to do it again. He did it for me. Yeah, that's right. It's called the good news. Why is it good? Because somebody else did it. Hallelujah. Why can you be the head? Because somebody else was the tail. Why can your, why can your face be restored back to God? Because His beard was plucked out for your behalf. Why can the curse be lifted from you? Because He carried the curse on His own head. Why don't you need to turn your back anymore? Because He turned His. Why don't you don't need your hands to be pierced? Because He pierced His. Why don't your walk with God need to be pierced anymore? Because He pierced His own feet by His own creation. Can you imagine the humility of God? He allowed His creation to kill Him so that He can save His creation. Oh, the wisdom of God. He allowed man to put Him to shame so that He could lift the shame off you. May every person that is in this building and watching us online, may no devil ever tell you again that you are ashamed or need to be ashamed or need to be blamed. I don't care what what devil says. There is one that took my blame and His name is Jesus Christ. Come on. Give the Lord a mighty roar of praise. You're welcome to be seated. Sin, church, listen to me. Stop playing of sin. Stop playing of sin. Stop playing of sin. It will take you further than you want to go. It will make you pay more than when you want to pay. And it's going to make you stay longer than you want to stay. Stop playing of sin. Stop living a double life. Serve the Lord your God. Love Him of all of your heart. And love no other thing. Stop living a double life. Love God. Stop sinning in private. That private sin keeps the devil right with you. Let your private life be equal to your church life. Are you there? Come on, you can't drink Monday to Saturday and then call for freedom here on a Sunday. No, be free. To the men that are here, love your women. Love one wife. Be faithful to one wife. To the ladies that are here, be faithful to your man. Hey, to the children that are here, listen, all the young people, let me help you quickly. There's nothing in this world that you want that can help you. Drugs cannot help. Alcohol cannot help. Sex cannot help. Popularity cannot help. There's one that helps. His name is Jesus. Find Him. Live for Him. Do everything for Him. 
and He'll solve your life for you. Young people, listen to me. Trust Jesus and Jesus will exalt you and will lift you higher than any other thing. Come on. Love the Lord, young people. Love Him. Are you there? Praise dearer. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I must stop. Hey, I'm full of, I love the Lord. I love Him because He loves me more than what I love myself. But we must, we must come to an agreement this morning. Yes, Lord. God wants a transaction for you to receive the transaction that has already happened. This transaction that has already happened means God doesn't need your blood, but to receive His blood. Come on, are you guys there? Come on, church, are you okay? Are you okay? Satan is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Say with me, the devil is a liar. Yes, he'll lie to you. He'll tell you this and that. No, there's no way to life except Jesus. So follow him. Amen. This morning, uh, with the worship team, you guys just can run there around the corner. You know, one thing that I love about Empower Church is, just want to go to the scriptures. Aren't you there? We are just speaking tongues. Come on. Come on, we like to talk in tongues in this church. Just want to get this scripture. I want to do it quickly. Pastors, you can join me. Thank you, Jesus. You know, church. Give me a moment. I just lost my scripture. Here we go. You know, this church, the awesome thing about, come stand closer. You know, I looked at, at Shannon uh, praying this morning. I was thinking to myself, yes, that girl is beautiful. I was like, yo. And as she was praying, I was like, yeah. I'm so glad I'm taking her home. Hallelujah. We've got three girls, but maybe, I don't know, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Lord says, have dominion, multiply. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. It's a joke. Um, but you know, it is an honor to serve you as a body of Christ, of course. And um, I, want, I want us to understand something this morning. This church is not just here um, because of me or because of anybody, really. This church is here because God had a plan. 
Lord, I had a plan. And as the Lord had a plan, He, uh, he called people to labor a year long before we were here. And I'm, I'm a son that took over from a father. And you know, when I served my father, um, when I served my father, it is just a fact that my, my dad had dreams to plant churches. Never saw it. Went to Jesus before that. But you guess, you know, what's the part of legacy? We get to do what they labored to do. We get to do it. That's the part of legacy. You don't, you don't break down what was before you. You build upon it. You take it higher. Amen. In obedience to the Lord. But this morning, I want to honor and I want us as a church just to stand for a moment. If we can, please, everybody to stand and everybody that's online to stand. If someone stand as well, we are. It's honor this morning. I want to honor a very, very dear couple to me. And they're more like a mom and a dad in a sense, but they've been faithful from 1984. And that speaks about 39 years. And, and I'll tell you in a bit in a moment from now, but I, I want you this morning to I want you this morning to honor um, Marius and Anivoma as they come to the stage. We want to honor them appropriately this morning. Would you come? Come on, church. I want you to lift your hands. Come on, come on. What we are doing this morning, I just want you to keep on standing, is we're at Church of Honor. We believe in honor. And I want to, I want to show you a video. Is that okay? And as we, as we look at the video, and that's going to be at the, the back of us, what you're going to see, I want to tell you the story of the video before you see it. Is that okay? Here's the story of the video. Amarius, that's standing behind me with Nivulma, they, uh, Amarius served in Talcom before he came to church, but he, he has been in this church. He joined the original Hatfield Christian Church in 1984. 1984. Can you believe that? He started to work here at this church in 2007. He served the vision of my father. There came a day that he, that the Lord, that he's decided to serve the vision of the Son. And it takes a lot from an older man to serve a younger man. That's humility. In this church, he served in so many areas. He served in admin. He served in HR. 
He served in finances. He served in IT. He served in sight. He served in building, cleaning, security. On Sunday, he served in car guards, welcoming, cake sales, ushering, information, multimedia. Morris Anthony Volma behind me, they, when this church started, we started in a government nursery. <laughs> uh, and for some of you that are familiar with the story, that was Chris's uh, um, place. Then we grew to a house in Pretoria North, this church. From there, this was when Simonay, we were little children back then. Then we grew to, grew to a place, an ice cream venue here in Pretoria North. That is, I think it's still there. Um, Rumei Squinning, I don't know if you know that. But that's where that church, this church was once. Then from there, we went to a fish and chip shop, this church. And often while the, we were preaching, you would hear, fish and chips, part of the story. Then we grew to the Pretoria North City Hall, first to the side hall. And as we grew to that side hall, the church very quickly grew to the main hall. And then we grew to this venue. And while we were still build, building the A part of this building, this church filled up so quickly, we needed to build the next venue. So there's nothing on this ground that Morris and Tony Volman that's behind me, that was, they were not a part of it. Everything. They started off as members. They became life group leaders. They became overseeing shepherds. And eventually they just ran out of titles. And I remember my dad... He just said, I, we don't have titles anymore. They ran out of all the titles because they've been in church so long. Omarius and Tony Volmer, they led congregational meetings, men's camps, Omarius led new members' teachings, community feasts, and so much more. In the video I want to show you, that's going to show now behind me in the next second or so, is a story of our lives together. And you'll see pictures of my father, my mom, to see pictures of them from the beginning and up to today. Is that okay? So can we enjoy the video together? And we want to show you, please. <laughs> 